Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and this is the second episode of Off the Record. Off the Record is a spin-off show to the main show. Uh, it's myself and my lovely, beautiful fiance Rebecca, and we chat all about loads of different topics related to music, related to film, related to all kinds of different things. It's basically a chance for us to have a good old catch-up. The reason I'm doing this intro is just to say a massive thank you to Rebecca for coming on and being an absolute sweetheart darling as normal. Uh, but also, I'm an absolute idiot because I forgot to turn the main intro music off at the very, very start of this podcast. It only lasts a couple of minutes. It doesn't ruin the overall aesthetic of the podcast, so just bear with it. But in this podcast, we talk about festival news. We talk about horror movies. We talk about the fact I went to go and see McFly yesterday, which was very, very good. And um, yeah, we talk about everything that is coming in the future of Nevermind Polly Podcast. So sit back, enjoy, grab yourself your favorite cup of tea or coffee and enjoy. We'll see you very soon. Peace and love. Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Polly Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. This episode is an off-the-record episode. Off-the-record is essentially myself and my lovely fiancé, Rebecca, talking all about everything that's been going on in our personal lives, podcasting, the world of music, the world of film, all of that good stuff. Basically, it's a chance for us to have a good old-fashioned catch-up. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we've done the last one, so um, it gives me absolute pleasure, joy, and the most amount of love to bring my lovely fiancé onto the podcast. Hello, Rebecca. How's things? Hi. Everything's good. I done I done a little uh, done a little clapboard for you. There oh. we go, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take these headphones off. Um, yeah. How have you been? How's things? All right. Everything's been good. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Good. So we've got a few things we want to discuss. This is kind of the unofficial Halloween episode, sort of, because oh. we're recording it on the uh, the third of November. As always, super late to everything when this podcast. We have had a lot going off. We've had a lot going off, and that's why this podcast is here because we're going to tell you all about what has been going off. So, we're going to start with the fact that we went to South Yorkshire. We went to Wakefield near Barnsley, where you're from, uh, to go and experience something which I really didn't want to do. I'll be honest; it was absolutely rank. What it was was Yorkshire's finest scare maze or something that's how they brand it something like that didn't they yeah. um you went last year do you want to fill kind of the viewers in and the listeners what it is and then I'll, I'll i'll chime in towards the end with my thoughts because i thought it was good but i now have a fear of clowns <laughs> and pretty much anything that has a scary mask absolutely rank take it away um yeah so if you anybody's familiar with scare mazes it's obviously a maze where you walk around like in different areas different scenes um so there's some bits indoors and there's some bits outside um, so you get actors that are like jumping out at you and jump scaring you and there's things that you didn't think would be a real person and they are and you know there's some dark bits you get wet and we got wet anyway because it was raining <laughs> this year um, so yeah you just walk around different scenes and there's like different themes as well like different themes when you walk around um, some of them I remember from last year they were pretty similar and there was some new bits added this year but most of them were quite the same so I kind of knew what to expect to a certain point but not really if you know what I mean um I was more scared this time than I was last year I don't know why I was more yeah. jump scared this time 
So, um, so we went with uh, your maid of honor. You went with maid of your maid of honor, Sonia, and her daughter Rosie. As was the little four of us, it was lovely. Um, and yeah, kind of as Rebecca said, it was it was a case of we basically you kind of joined the queue and then you basically walked around all these different scenes in this kind of indoor outdoor maze. And some of the mazes made sense. Like some of them, like I understood the storyline. Like there was like a werewolf one I thought was really cool. Uh, there was Kramp- Krampus was my favorite, but we'll get to that in a minute. But like it was kind of like we walked and then some of them made sense, but others not so much. There was like the first one that we went and there was kind of like the army characters we had to kind of like escape like this containment kind of i wasn't really they're like these sort of monsters of some description i wasn't really sure what that was about but that it, was quite cool yeah it was like a science thing that obviously yeah, was obviously gone yeah. wrong because they were wearing like uh like lab coats so they were obviously an experiment or something that had gone wrong that was same from him as last year i think um, to be honest i was just trying to get through it as quickly as possible that's the one that <laughs> i when i walked in when i went when we went to that bit i knew exactly which one it was going to be first because it was same as last time and strobe lights they are the worst lights for me yeah they ever. are the worst i feel so disorientated and closed in because lights are flashing and then they go off and then they're flashing again and you feel like one minute you're there then yans are there you know what i mean if anybody's familiar with strobe lighting it's just the worst like i i I think like it's what we talked about this uh me and you off air and stuff and we've talked we've talked about this privately when i was a kid right and this is genuinely unlocked a new fear that i'd sort of forgotten about from my childhood right so we love theme parks, right? Don't we? Yeah. We're going to uh, Port Ventura uh, theme park and stuff for our honeymoon. And we've been told by a few people it's apparently the worst run theme park in the whole industry. But alas, we're going to make <laughs> the best care. of it. We're going to make the best of it. <laughs> we've never been one of see for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but when I was younger, I went to Yorkshire, went to a place called Flamingo Land, which is half zoo, half theme park, which is basically my fucking dream. It's amazing. But... I remember being about 12 and we went in this weird kind of haunted mansion style ride, similar to what you've described here, right? But I remember distinctly being about 11 years old and being fucking petrified of a woman who was behind like a, in like a jail block cell and she's just rattling her cage and just screaming. And during like the scare maze we went to, we walked past like people that were like in some, I think it was the clown asylum, which like, elevated my scare of just being like oh god this is traumatic from my childhood but also fucking clowns like it was it was really well themed i really enjoyed like how well it was well themed and how like it was kind of like immersive but also i was fucking petrified the whole way around but once i got in and i kind of understood that it wasn't going to be super super scary like it was but it was pretty good i did enjoy it the rain kind of maybe dampened it a little bit because no one likes being wet but alas it was really really good wasn't it i really enjoyed it it was still really really good i still enjoyed it i don't think i enjoyed it as much as what i did last year because i like i said a lot of things were pretty similar um even though i was more scared um the yeah krampus was a new and the the werewolf was obviously a new thing jack the ripper one that was same as last year the exact same um um i think one of the scenes where the krampus was uh it were um like um it was like a doll's house last year um and obviously that was christmas themed and then but last year i can't remember what the one of the last ones we went in i can't remember what it was this time i forgot but last year it was dentist and the dentist yeah, last year was I, I it was, do that. the dentist last year we that was my favorite one out of all of them but they didn't do it this year it was a different theme but i just forgot yeah, no, I can't remember what scene it were. It just shows that I weren't impressed with it. But 
I think yeah. yeah, I thought it was a really cool experience. It was twenty six pound a ticket, something yeah, like that. It wasn't yeah. massively expensive. Yeah, I saw it a good time, but it, it, I think because a lot of it were repetitive for me. You know, yeah, it, that, absolutely. You know, it let it down a little bit for me, but but it's still really good. You have actors that are walking around in the queue as well. Jump, yeah. As soon as you walk in, the the the, the like making you jump and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, one, the one thing that I thought added to the ambience but also took away a little bit is when you're in the queue, the queue kind of starts um, and then, like, you can hear the end finale because, um, obviously, spoiler alert, if you're going to go to the event, maybe skip, like, this next two minutes or so we'll talk about the ending. But basically, there's, like, you come out of the Clown Asylum, I think it is, and then you walk into basically this big open area and there's, like, three people with chainsaws. Yeah, and they've took the chains the, off. The real chainsaws, they've just yeah, took the chains off. But you can hear the chainsaws as you enter the queue line to begin with. So for me, it kind of like, I was like, oh, great. This is going to be fantastic. But yeah. like, if I hadn't known that, I think the scare would have been more of an impact for me personally. Yeah. But because I knew that like when we came outside, I was like, we've got to be close to the end. Like, because I think, I think when on the website, they've kind of listed the different areas and that's the order you go in, I believe. So I was pretty certain the clowns yeah. were the last thing on the list. And I was like, okay, we've done the clowns. It's the last thing we've got to do. Now what? And then obviously the chainsaws. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the chainsaws, yeah. Like I knew they were the same as last year. I actually yeah. got licked by one of the actors. Not literally licked. Yeah, not One literally. of them had a mask on with like <laughs> half of like the jaw missing and he got like a really long thick tongue. And while we were waiting, because there's a little extra, uh, this I don't know if it was there last year, I can't remember it being there last year, but they did like um, a camera thing. So you all have a, um, have a picture like in this room you get um, like a little photo booth isn't it it's like a little photo booth but waiting to get into that uh one of the actors like came up to me and just like with his mask kind of like licked my face and i'm like oh i don't want to kiss thank you it was just really funny and then yeah you obviously um go into this photo booth and you take your picture and i knew something was going to happen but i didn't know what was going to happen so the mirror that you look into there's a camera above and they tell you to look up the the, the mirror actually drops down and there's an actor behind there scaring you and it, it takes a picture of your reaction i i i, I wasn't um, scared by him at all to be uh, I, it made me jump but i didn't know that mirror was going to come down and i really didn't i didn't expect that cause that, I, you that, know be, I mean? that being said i wish i, we'd, like, I wish we'd have kind of took the i wish we'd have bought the photo because there's just like two if you're watching this on youtube i'll show i'll show you my reaction but basically my face was like Followed by, I think I was like, like <laughs> I think I was like, oh. just a real sense of unease yeah. and unnerve of what's going to happen, and then followed by, oh, okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's all good. Yeah. Um, so we're going to continue the the Halloween kind of theme, um, and again, we are not film reviewers, we're not music reviewers, that kind of thing, but we did have seen a couple of films in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Should we start with Five Nights or should we start with Sort X? What should um, we start with? We'll start with. So we saw that a little. Huh, we saw that. <laughs> we, we saw that. We saw that. Nice. Good joke. <laughs> yeah, good joke. Um, Hang on. I've got a thing for that. Hang on. Oh god. Oh, it's meant to be the wrong one, but never mind. Doesn't matter. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when did we see it? A few weeks ago. Yeah. It was. It was ago? about two, two or three weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. It's um. Yeah. It was really, really, really good. I didn't. It, I like that it was more. It was different, but it's more John's story. You know what? Well, it's something that it's... I I have said for a long, long time when it comes to Saw because we're both massive Saw fans, right? Just, yeah. Saw needed something to re-energize, revitalize that yeah. series, and I feel like uh, this really done that because I really liked like um, Jigsaw. I thought that was really good. I thought um, 
the book of spiral was it was it was okay but this is the best kind of uh source story since probably i don't know i don't know what my favorite is probably like i think this is better than i would probably go if i just really quick off the top of my head i'd go saw the original it's probably number three i'd probably then go saw saw one saw three uh and then this one i would say probably i don't know but basically I like them all. basically it's really basically it's <laughs> I really like good them all. um but yeah, it was really, really good, and it was just nice because obviously we knew John obviously had got cancer and that kind of thing, and you know. But then you actually find out, find out like, um, where he were like when he was. Yeah, because it's set between one and yeah, two, isn't so it? You yeah, know, so it's just like one point five. Yeah, so you kind of find out like, and then you know, you find out that obviously, like, I don't want any spoilers if you've not seen it. I mean, it's out um, in the world; like, people can download yeah, it and watch um, it. So yeah, it's fine. The, obviously the these people like, obviously conned him out of a, a load of money and yeah. you know made him feel made him feel like the care and you know and you know what that that to me gives I mean, don't get me wrong i really like the idea of the saw being like this tester this like preachy kind of guys like you don't deserve life therefore you've you i'll test you for your life him like being conned out of a load of money and like being told you know this life-saving treatment and then it doesn't actually happen that to me is more of a plausible storyline and that's why i think the traps this time around were a lot more kind of like like i'm i'm pretty good with like gore and that kind of thing but like the bit the the giggly saw the giggly saw is what called it the 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 sword, the sword trap, where the chest to chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was. She did I, that. I physically was wincing. Like I haven't felt like wincing, kind of that. God, yeah, that's absolutely like, right. Literally In, doing it with barbed wire. Yeah, it like, was absolutely vile. But I thought, like from a production point of view, like it was really, really cool. Like there were so many callbacks to like Saw One and Saw Two. Like that's when it's meant to be, and like the the lighting, how it was lit, like it's amazing. Yeah. And that post scene credit like gave me like it was like Avengers all over again like because Avengers obviously yeah. do that a lot but Maybe yeah then when you to the kid ah huh? yeah and saw with a happy ending well like that was so weird that was so weird and unexpected hand in hand in the sun in the morning sun with a bag full of dirt <laughs> literally so so weird and then uh, more recently we went to go and see Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, Five Nights of Freddy's has been a has been a staple in terms of the horror kind of game franchise for years. It's got it's got an unbelievably big fan base, and so when it was talked, this was talked about for fucking years. There was going to be a Five Nights of Freddy movie, so I'm going to throw it to Rebecca. Did it deliver on its promise of being a really good Five Nights of Freddy's? No, it did not. It was it was terrible. It was terrible. It was crap. <laughs> as soon as I right, I think I wasn't even twenty minutes into it. I think I was like ten minutes in, and I was like, I am gonna, I ain't gonna like this. I was like, not because it's scary, just because of sheer fact it's gonna be crap. And it was crap. <laughs> my 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 biggest problem with it was the fact that all right. So I'll do the positive points. The positive points, the actual the set dressing and how like the scenes like the individual parts of it Literally were like the game. really really good like i really love like Fraz, uh, F- freddy fazbear's pizzeria i can never say that in one sentence um i thought that was really cool i thought the acting was really strong i thought what it and i've read this a few times on different like websites and stuff what it lacked was its two main problems and that was the fact it's not a horror movie and it's not a comedy 
And I think it tries to straddle those lines and fails on both parts. Yeah. You know, and that's... I'm I'm not... Like, when I'm playing Five Nights at Freddy's, right? I've only really played, like, Five Nights at Freddy's 2, which, in my opinion, is probably the best one because it's the most simplistic in terms of, like, you've just got to watch the cameras and, like, that kind of that music and... Oh, I fucking hate it. But it's really, really good, right? <laughs> so what I would like... What I would have liked from Five Nights at Freddy's is not to replicate that game but kind of have, like a similar kind of um like a home invasion kind of movie except so if you imagine like the uh, the first purge film right yeah. and it's like they're locked inside their house yeah but except with killers it's just the robots yeah and maybe like maybe reopen try and reopen freddy's and for some reason you only have to shut it and it's like oh shit and like you've suddenly got loads of like people stuck inside this building and then the the animals the animals the animatronics come to life you know what i mean yeah like the detail really really good like like from the game like even like even down to like the the little uh like takeaway like cup you know like yeah. what you get from mcdonald's with a straw in it like even that you know that you know what i mean but the detail but the oh i just i just didn't enjoy it i just didn't enjoy it i just oh yeah I just, I just did not enjoy it. There were just some, some bits in it that were so repetitive when he kept falling asleep and then going meeting these kids that are obviously like being murdered and obviously like they weren't possessing the animatronics. The bodies were actually in there. It's the bit where he kept falling asleep and going in. That's Hashtag the bit that, spoiler. Yeah, that's <laughs> the bit that kept annoying me. And I was just like, oh, for God's sake, he's falling asleep again with the bloody Tweety Birds. And it's just like, you know what I mean? That that's that particular bit was just the one bit that were annoying me. I thought, oh, it's going to happen it, again. He's going to fall asleep and then he's going to go into this dream. And it's, I just didn't like it. It was kind of like... I just didn't like it. Again, this is probably a a poor comparison because I've never actually seen the film, but it's kind of like an Inception style. It's a dream within a dream within a dream kind of thing. But like, I just found myself not caring. Like, I just... just, They could have made it a lot better. They could have made it a lot darker, but I just didn't like it. Yeah, that was the thing. It it had a 15 rate... had a 15 age rating. I think that was part of the problem. Because if you made it 18, you would lose so many fans who would want to watch it. Yeah. But because it's 15, it just doesn't really do anything. It just sort of... It just sort of exists. And it's like, okay, I don't care about any of the characters. I mean, the main character I care about, the cop I care about, the guy... Spoiler... The guy who is eventually, you know, the dad of the cop. You saw that from a mile off. You could see that he was the bad guy. Like, the way that he goes, he's like, he's like I've got a job for you. <laughs> yeah, they move on. You won't survive. <laughs> yeah. They it's move, like, yeah. all right, you've just given away your motive and the fact you're the fucking, you're the bad guy. Because I, I, mean? I knew it were him. Like, yeah. I knew it were him. Because I said to you, I was like, about when it's him. <laughs> I, I just, I kind of wish that, um, I kind of wish that he the actual the animatronics were the main villain if they were just evil for the sake of being evil and not given and i don't know that much about the five nights at freddy like kind of overall lore and kind of story behind the games because you know i know there's kids go missing and kind of i think that's to do with it but i wish they would just be like we're evil because we're evil robots and fuck you because we're evil robots you know what i mean yeah Uh, hey there we go um so that is our kind of halloween kind of section finished with so looking forward into 2024 there is plenty of festival announcements to talk about and i've included this part of the podcast because festival season uh, is always really good for the podcast it always does really well in terms of the numbers and stuff so a little bit cynical but i don't care so i've got up here i've which one do you want to do first do you want to do 2000 trees slam dunk or bloodstock we're gonna do all three we're not gonna go massively in depth we're just gonna talk about some of the bands and um just do any 
do any. So I'm just going to pull some up. Some of them have not seen like an update. Okay, so we'll go to Slam Dunk first. So Slam Dunk. We'll After start, this one. We'll start with Slam Dunk Festival. Um, so have you ever been to Slam Dunk? I don't think I've asked you this. No, I tried, we tried to go um, this year, but... Um, did tickets sell out, or you couldn't get, or you couldn't get, you could get one off, yeah. but you couldn't get the other? And I says, "Oh, can we go up north again? Yeah. You could get one off, but I couldn't get the yeah. other." So it was kind of like we can't. Have go. you ever been bothered by Slam Dunk? I've, like, always, I've at, wanted to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've want, I definitely wanted to go this year, but obviously it didn't pan out. So um, I've, I've been three times to Slam Dunk: 2017, think, 18, and nineteen. I want to say I was at nineteen. I'm pretty certain. Um. But yeah, like it's always quite a nice, chilled, like kind of day out, right? Because it kind of, again, I'm a massive music fan. I have lots of different tastes, but my two like primary tastes a lot of the time is kind of that uh, elder pop punk stuff uh, from around the, the mid 2000s and also hardcore of any kind of variety, right? So Slam Dunk to me a lot of the time is like the perfect mix of both. And there's a little bit of kind of the emo stuff in there, which I'm not as bothered about. But uh, looking at this lineup, Rebecca, on the other screen, what is your kind of overall initial thoughts? I'm going to read out the bands for everyone who hasn't seen it in a moment. Um, it's pretty. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen I Prevail before. I've seen them. Really, really good. Really like them. Asking Angusandria, yeah. I ain't seen them since 2013. I'm on my first year at download, and they were really good. Uh, set it off. I do like them, but I haven't seen them live. Yeah, for sure. I do like them. Uh, Pale Waves, I've heard of, but I haven't seen them. They sound really good. Bob uh, Violin. Bob Villain. Bob Villain, Violin, Villain, uh, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, you and me at six. Okay, so should, should we should we just go for? I'll just quickly read out the majority of the lineup Ooh, for everyone. The interpreters, uh, interrupters, it's all good. Uh, so we've got Yumi at six, all American rejects. Yumi at six, all American rejects. Boys like girls, we the kings. Head automatica. On the other stage, we've got I Prevail, Funeral for Friends, Ask Cassandra, Set It Off. On the other stage, we've got Waterparks, Pale Royale, Pale Waves, Bob and Villain, Roxy. Uh, and Artro. On the other stage, we've got Interrupters, Goldfinger, Pennywise, Bouncing Souls, Selector, The Skins, Mad Caddies. And then on the final stage so far, we've got The Wonder Years, Mum Jeans, LS Tunes, Lad Dispute, and One Step Closer. For me, I'll be really honest, this is the weakest lineup I've seen on any kind of festival poster for this year. I mean, Umit 6 is such a safe bet for Slam Dunk. I think that's really like fine whatever all me all american rejects i think are really cool but you know they're an older band boys like girls we the kings uh don't give a fuck about head automatica i've not really heard much of i prevail you like i prevail we were just discussing this you like i prevail don't you yeah oh you've i've i saw them uh this year at download festival i thought they were perfectly fine I'm not massive. I did like, i tell you what they need to bring back, just in general, in terms of music, is when bands used to do the pop goes punk covers. I miss them because I found out I Prevail and through, they'd done a, I think it was a Taylor Swift cover, which <coughs> Pendulum have recently done as well. They've recently just done uh, Antihero, which is interesting to say the least. <laughs> um, Funeral for Friend, obviously previous podcast guests. We love Funeral for Friend. Funeral for Friend are great. Uh, Ask Alexandria, I haven't cared about since about 2010. 
um, set it off. I actually went to go and see because of the podcast. I was due to interview them, uh, but the interview got cut due to time constraints. But they're 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 perfectly fine. Pale Royale, the fucking worst band I've ever seen live. I will just throw that out there. The fucking horrible. Uh, Bob Villain, are really, really good. Roxy, now you do know Roxy. You know that there's there's the woman. She's got like bright like green hair and she does the um the adhd tiktok videos she's massive on tiktok you 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 definitely you definitely would have seen her i don't know what she sounds like in terms of like music and stuff but yeah um basically for me the interrupters goldfinger pennywise bouncing souls is a fucking real good time i think interrupters in my opinion should be on main stage the fact they're headlining that stage is really cool I hope the headlining that stage is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I want them on a higher bill. Uh, but overall, I think it's pretty poor, to be honest with you. Go on to the next. Just go on to the next one. Just she's like, <laughs> she's fed up of looking at that one. I'm just fed up of looking at Because that's the one I've seen the most. All right, let's go to 2000 Trees. Because 2000 Trees always has a fantastic lineup for what they do. And they've, they've announced like 40 plus bands. The headliners are the Gaslight Anthem, Manchester Orchestra are also on the bill, Kids and Glass Houses, Hot Milligan, Boston Manor, uh, Cleopatric, Better Lovers, The Excerpts, The Mysteries, June Rats. We've seen June Rats. Oh, I love June Rats so much. The Australian Outback people, like, they are <laughs> so good. They're, oh, God. Hang on, let me just do this. Uh, Thumper Horus, uh, Teenage Risk, Gouge Away. Uh, I can't read that one. Grove Street, The Pale White, The 900, Dead Pony, Enna Gray, I can never say that, Clip Drip, uh, a few others. Basically, lots of cool bands. Lots of lots of cool bands. Uh, also, Fangs Out are on there, right at the bottom. So, shout out to Fangs Out, uh, the yeah. lovely folks over there. Fucking excellent people. Um, yeah, this is a really good start. Really, really good start. I think the Gaslight Ansem is... One of the greatest bookings that Two Fast and Trees have done. They all go mad for that. Kids and Glass Houses are pretty good. I like Kids and Glass Houses. Basically, for me, it's the Gaslight Anthem, Kids and Glass Houses, Boston Manor, Better Lovers, The Excerpts, Gouge Away, uh, uh, Grove Street, Dune Rats, uh, The 900, Clip Drip, uh, Fangs Out, pretty much. Any kind of thoughts? Any, anything you like I'm on there? I'm so glad to see Dune Rats on there. Doom Rats are fantastic. They are so freaking good. Like, like, well, we when did we see them? Were it we we saw them in February this year when they was, they were um, February weren't the headlining it? Yeah. and the Betty Rays were supporting. Oh, they were so good. and the Betty Rays were oh, yeah, just great, just they were really just so, good, so good, like really so much energy, really good vocals and the energy and just getting the crowd going and. The played really well, sang really well. You know what? June Rats are the kind of band you want to have on a 2000 Trains main stage at three, so three o'clock in the afternoon when the sun's beating down with a beer in your hand with your we best were mates. Lovely stuff. We got some really good pictures and we did. like, and got, yeah, oh, they were just so freaking good. So freaking good. So um, basically, this is the other thing as well. So Slam Dunk Festival are selling their tickets at £120. Would you go to that for 120 pounds? Is that for how many days? For it? one day. That's, this is slam dunk. So slam dunk, not. This is for one day. This is 2000. No, no, no. I'm just saying that slam dunk. Yeah. Would you pay 120 pounds for that? <laughs> so far, no, you wouldn't. That's fine. Okay. So, um, 2000 trees. I believe is about 140 quid, and that's for three days. 
I think that's got a lot to come. But for me, I think that's a really, really solid start. Already. Already. And you know what? I need to address this on the podcast because um, lovely Mikey over at Fangs Out said sent me a message when I when obviously they got announced and I was like oh congratulations like you fucking deserve it was, he's like ah oh, are you coming and I was like no mate we decided to plan our wedding on the same weekend as two thousand trees yeah we didn't uh, know about that what fools what fools we are <laughs> but it's fine because it literally lands like that weekend. But you know what? Also, we uh, we realised that um, I booked my stag do on the same weekend as download as well. I'm a bit. I'm not. And your well, yeah, your birthday. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm not very good at planning things, basically. And now we're going to go over to Bloodstock Festival. Uh, Bloodstock Festival, one of my favourites. Uh, to be honest, one of my favourite festivals. If you if you watch this on YouTube, Rebecca's face is just lit up uh, at the sight of uh, Bloodstock. So Bloodstock, the headliners. Opeth, Architects, and Monomath, also on the bill. Clutch, Malevolence, Flogging Molly, Hatebreed, Whitechapel, Decide, Rotting Christ, Enslaved, The Nightflight Orchestra, Battle, is that Battle Beast? Uh, Unleash the Archer, sorry. Septic Flesh, Bat, Beast in Black, sometimes these names. Um, Grand Magus, uh, Forbidden, Forbidden, Forbidden. Uh, Green Lung, can't read that one, it's in a death metal font. Uh, Nerosa, uh, Desert Storm on the second stage, uh, Vintage Caravan, Igor, Sep- Infected Rain, Hell Ripper, and some other bands. Yeah, basically some other bands. Grove Street again. Cool. Um, thoughts? Vintage Caravan. Vintage Caravan. What an. I'm pretty certain I've seen Vintage Caravan, so I'm pretty <laughs> certain they supported uh, Opeth last time I see them out. Um, what are your thoughts on that generally? Whitechapel. Weren't they. Whitechapel would use play last year yeah. and didn't they pulled out oh at least they're back for this year then yeah oh that's pretty good because like well this is a really strong lineup it's really good it's really strong malevolence are amazing we're actually gonna see we're, we're gonna again. go see malevolence in yeah. uh, norwich i'm dead excited i've about seen it. malevolence before when i saw um uh, support for architects um last may like yeah. may last year um, and they're what phenomenal, like so freaking good. So I'm excited to see them again. We didn't see them at Bloodstock last year though, did we? Because no. we we um, we stayed in the hotel. Everybody we, we had dominoes. We had dominoes. Went back to the hotel and just chilled out. So and just chilled out because it was so hot during that heat. It wave. was hot. Um. So we, we yeah we had dominoes and so, chilled out for a little bit. And I just showered and just chilled. So to me personally, um, Opeth doing a UK exclusive fan picked set. That's really cool. Like. And I wanted to ask, out of kind of the headline bands that you can think of, just who would headline a festival, say a download festival, right? What band would you pick to be have a fan picked set out of the headline bunch that do download? Um, I don't know. I think I used it when you put me on spot. No, like so, all right. So, all right. So, like, think about who's done download. So you've got like the likes of Ramstein, you've got the likes of Maiden, you've got the likes of. Uh, Kiss, you've got the likes of Biffy, you've got the likes of all these different bands. Who who is your out of the most recent download folk? Who's your favourite? Would you say who's done it? Like headlined or any um, any year you've been? Oh, um, probably Ramstein. I'd probably say. So if you were given the opportunity to pick a handpicked Ramstein, Ramstein, Ramstein set, would that be cool? Right? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I think for me. It would have to be Biffy. And I know people hate on Biffy. But I love Biffy Clyro. I love Biffy Clyro so I, much. I love Biffy Clyro, but I like Ramstein. Yeah, no, I know. That's fine. <laughs> Everyone's allowed their opinion, so that's cool. Um, so, yeah, them Opeth picking a fan pick set 
he's a really cool prospect because Opeth have kind of Opeth have been through like basically two eras in the sense of when they were a death metal band and like a really heavy band and then they kind of went through their kind of proggy phase that they're still in and it's divided a lot of the fan base and stuff I personally like the proggy stuff more than I like the death metal stuff but you know what have a mix of both because that's always fun Architects getting their first UK headline slot get the fuck in love that big fan of that yeah on the new stuff so. yeah the new the new records probably not for me as much as you how, how do you how do you feel but the old stuff is fantastic and i think architects have worked so hard to get to that point mm. and they're fully deserving of it in the same way that bring we were at down oh, uh, download yeah. this year so yeah, yeah. I'm love really the job that it's super <laughs> i know I'm, I'm really really you don't know this yet but i'm going to tell you this now on the podcast i'm really hoping we can try and get cheap tickets or a ticket at least for really, the January tour because yeah, I really want because I, I really really want to see him. Yeah, I, I ain't seen him since 2014. This is before the music style changed and yeah, you know, you've not seen them for a long time. 2014, nearly 10 years. It was yeah. 10 years in June. Yeah, they're they're a whole different band from yeah, what they used completely. to be. So and they were amazing then. Yeah, you know, it was like I think it was the year after Sempaternal album came out. So it was just like you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. But. <laughs> I yeah. really want to see him. I really want to see him. I really love the new stuff. The new stuff just slaps. slaps. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so then we've got a Monomath as a UK exclusive. A Monomath and Bloodstock just go hand in hand like cheese and crackers. It's just yeah. fucking great. Yeah. What a great fucking yeah. booking. What a great band. Again, I've seen the Monomath before, but I haven't seen him since well, t- 10 years actually. It was 2013 when I saw him. They played on the second stage. Um, I think it was on the Sunday, I believe. I think it was my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, they were amazing. But they did have to cut the the um, the set short. I think they only played three, four songs in end. I think it was something to do with technical difficulties. Um, so they only played like a short set. But what I did see was really, really good. So. I just want to apologise as well. If you listen to this podcast and you can hear the washing machine in the background, Rebecca decided to set it off. It's not your fault because you didn't know we were doing a podcast. But no, I, I set it off before you were setting it up. And I it's, it's fine. So I do apologise, but. Yeah, moving down the lineup, Clutch. People have been rallying for Clutch to be at Bloodstock for the longest time, and I'm fucking here for it. I don't think I've ever li- have I listened to Clutch. I don't know. I you you've you will have it. listened to Clutch, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Clutch. Clutch is so fucking good. Uh, Hatebreed doing a 30th anniversary set. Lovely old job. That's going to be a great time. Uh, Whitechapel, we've just spoken about them, returning to Bloodstock after not uh, playing uh, last year. I'm really, really cool. Back. Yeah, really going back again. Like they've kind of took a different direction, but that's really cool. I I, I like them; they're good. Uh, Decide doing the only UK uh, festival. So if you're a fan of uh, Decide, that's really cool. Also, Rotten Christ are exactly the same. Previous podcast guests Enslaved are coming as well, so that's always fun. The Night Flight Orchestra, we love the Night Flight. Oh, How good were they? Like oh, it was like twenty twenty. Was, was it last year? year? Last, last year, August last year. Yeah. Um, we went. It, they were literally the like the last band that we saw that night, and we literally went to that tent. And there's, oh, it's just. Oh, who did we see? Who did we see after that? Before that, sorry, was it? I can't think who it was now. Was Lama it? God. Lamb of God. When we it? didn't see that much because we were and drunk. Be- Becca got absolutely smashed. Rebecca, or who I'm on the podcast with, got absolutely drunk as well, and yeah, just had I, the best I, I, time. But I did so get, good. But I did. I did sober up. Not as drunk as Becca. Because Becca, Becca was so drunk. 
Becca was absolutely smashed. And we've got some nice pictures uh, as well on my on the on my phone and stuff on, on Instagram yeah. and stuff. Uh, it was yeah. good fun. I had four ch- pints of cider, but I was drinking water in between because <laughs> I had two because it was all right, mum. <laughs> God, God that's forbid, God forbid, an adult woman gets drunk every now and again. That's probably why I didn't have an hangover. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so also just uh, to point out a couple of others, Infected Rain previous podcast guests are on there. Um, Grove Street, a fantastic Hell Ripper. I mean, Hell Ripper is just a great name, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the festival kind of news. And then the real reason why we're having to do this podcast, because I was, well, basically, full disclosure, peek behind the curtain, all that good stuff. We, I get sent a lot of emails saying, do you want to come to this? Do you want to come to that? Like press invites and whatever. And nine times out of ten, they're in London, Manchester or Birmingham or wherever, and I can't make it. And I love, I would love to do more. I would. I'm, I'm directly talking to all the PR people. I want to do more. But shows just don't come to Norwich that much. Like, not as much as London, not as much as Birmingham, whatever, right? Yeah. But when Lost Alone got announced as direct support for McFly, I was like, oh, alrighty then. I would very much like to go to that, right? Because full cards on the table... I really like McFly. I think they're fucking great, right? And um, Lost Alone, obviously, previous, twice previous podcast guests. Uh, and again, I love Lost Alone. So I'm going to throw to Rebecca to ask me the question of how McFly and Lost Alone were so that I can tell you about it because that's what I've got to do because I was there to review the show and this is us reviewing the show. So Rebecca, ask me the question how it was. How was it? It was very fucking good. <laughs> um, yeah, so let me let me set the scene for you. Basically, uh, this is going out a couple of days after we record it. We got absolutely battered by uh, two storms in very quick succession this week. Uh, absolutely sucked. So the roads were a fucking nightmare to get to Norwich. Um, so we only live maybe like 45 minutes from Norwich. Uh, and sorry everyone i'm not going to dox where i live because i often say i'm from norwich i'm not from norwich but i'm close enough anyway so it's like a real nightmare to get into the center of town um got to the uea uh it was great yeah everything was fine got in lovely little stuff lost alone let me start with those guys because they opened what a fucking band what a band <laughs> i love lost alone um steven patel is such a fantastic frontman and guitarist and just the whole band are tight as fuck but they are just so funny like he done like he does like this stick right and i'm not sure if he does this every single show but he done this stick right of basically he was like right okay this is like after a song had finished he's like our oh, photographers you got like two or three songs right he's what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna pose so you can take like some photos of me so i don't have a double chin like when i'm playing which he's he's so self-referential like i absolutely love it right and he done he done this at, um at 2000 trees as well and i was just like i that was that was the moment like i interviewed him before 2000 trees but i hadn't seen them live at that point i was like i love this man this man is hilarious this man is like actually hilarious and what a sick fucking guitar player what an absolutely sick guitar player right because my thinking was like all right again full cards on the table if you've listened to the lost alone uh, episode i done with steven you'll know that he was working with mcfly to produce the new record uh power play i think it's called by mcfly he was helping like in writing sessions and stuff right so obviously they know each other they're friends so obviously naturally if you're in a band you'd want to take out your mates wouldn't you i mean surely that makes perfect sense but 
McFly in 2023, like when we were kids, when we were in, a, when McFly were breaking, they were considered like, I don't know, a pop rock band. Is that the right probably description? Right. But you, what I'm going to get onto is the fact that in 2023, what are McFly? McFly are just a decent rock band. And basically, they're, they're more than a rock band. They're built up of people who are basically celebrities. Harry Judd was on Strictly Come Dancing, and I think he won. Uh, Dougie, obviously, from McFly, is just an absolute internet sensation because he yeah. is hot as fuck. Um, um, and who's the other one? Um, not Dougie, the other one. The Tom Fletcher, obviously, is basically an author, and like yeah. he's, yeah, just a genuinely all-round sweetheart on the internet as well. So like, in their own kind of right, and Danny does, obviously, other things as well, but in their own right, they're kind of their own individual like person right so i was like what what are they gonna sound like anyway i'll get to that mcfly were really good but the point i'm trying to make is lost alone are the perfect support act to bring up because their guitars were so fucking loud and crunchy that it's just enough crunch for someone to go like oh i really like if you're 12 or 13 going to a mcfly show and being like oh oh that's good that's a guitar riff like and i'm not saying mcfly don't play guitarists but they're a bit more heavy if you get what i mean they're a bit more crunchy it's like oh that's cool i'm gonna research x band who have they toured with and then they somehow they might fall down the rabbit hole that is rock and metal and find themselves listening to you know fucking rotting christ or behemoth or something oh, in a few, or lauren short in a few years do you know what i mean <laughs> probably not but the point is they they're they're a heavy enough band for people to be like this is genuinely kind of oh this has got a bit of bite to it you know what i mean <laughs> um really really cool they they actually re- referenced the fact that alan partridge was from uh from norwich and they talked about that quite a lot which i did enjoy as a big alan partridge fan i enjoyed that <laughs> i think the majority of those jokes went across the younger audience you know what the demographic though was quite cool because it was a lot of like older people who'd clearly been at mcfly since the beginning like myself but also there was like a lot of young kids there and like it was a really good vibe. It was really, really nice. Um, yeah, as I say, Lost Alone were fantastic. Lost Alone are always fantastic. What a band. Go listen to Lost Alone. Great stuff. McFly came on. And I'm not going to shit on McFly because McFly are great. But, and I got the ticket for free because I was reviewing it for this podcast. But what I will say is it was incredibly front-loaded with songs that I didn't know. I'll be honest. There was... Like, and I'm going to sound like such an, such a boomer. I really wanted some old stuff. I really wanted, like, a Room on the Third Floor. Like, obviously, they played, obviously, All About You, Stargirl, all that kind of stuff. But they, they left that right until the end of the set. So, and because the rain outside was absolutely awful, the roads driving home were awful, and the fact that it was a sellout, it sold out in, like, like a day this gig right so i was like there's like 1500 people here the car park is rammed i do not want to get stuck in that car park and also i don't want to get stuck like getting home so i was like i basically stood behind the sound desk for about an hour and then they played basically they'd done this weird thing where they got someone out the crowd to play a cowbell and at that point i was like right okay this is my perfect cue for me to go and get my coat from the from the uh from the locker room and then obviously like start to make my way towards the door right so i didn't see the full mcfly set full disclosure but <laughs> this isn't shade on the poor gentleman working uh at the cloakroom right but surely right so basically what you do is you said here's my coat 
They take a ticket, they put a ticket on my coat, they give me the other tickets. Then when I go and hand my corresponding ticket to the person, they can then give me my coat back. It took them like 25 minutes to get my fucking coat because, and I was like, I was just baffled. I wasn't angry. I was more just like, how, how the fuck does this happen? Like you've got a system that clearly should work, but it's just failed. I don't understand. Like, and he's like, what color is it? I was like a black coat. And luckily I actually had a picture of me and you at the scaregrounds, me wearing my coat so I could then show him. And I think the guy was a little bit, maybe uh slow probably the words i don't know what the correct terminology is it's a bit dim not very bright uh two bricks short of a house if you will um because he brought his colleague who was the one who took my coat she found it within about 10 seconds and i was kind of like i'm not annoyed i'm made disappointed but yeah to go back to the gig lost the lane were fantastic mcfly were fantastic um the light show for mcfly were really really good and to be honest I'd expect that from an arena level band playing in a club show, but like it was just really, really good. And Lost Lane were really good. And I want to do a huge shout out to Hannah at uh, Hold Tight PR for sorting that one out. You are an absolute legend. And as I said in my email, you're a star, my star girl. Sorry, I will stop making those uh, McFly <laughs> references. Anyway. There we go. Are you just a? Uh, have you, are you a fan of McFly generally, or you like I a few songs? I used to listen to a bit when I was younger, but not that much. Sorry, I've just realised I've rabbit on for about five minutes about Sorry. how good McFly was. But um, that was the point of this podcast. So yeah, no, <laughs> no, I didn't listen to McFly that much. Like I know, like all about you, and like obviously, and when they did a cover of "Don't Stop Me Now," you know, what I mean? yeah, like over the you know, what I mean, I don't yeah fair, <laughs> fair 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 um so we're coming towards the end of the podcast i've got two more points on my podcast notes list to talk about uh and the first one is is we have done it we have officially hit 100 guest episodes of the nevermind poly podcast in 2023 my <laughs> lord it was stressful so I want to throw to Rebecca and just say and ask you kind of how stressed have I been the last couple of weeks? Because like for the longest time we had like 10 episodes to record and we'd hit the 100, right? And it just wasn't happening. And now we are done. We are officially done. Every single podcast is now complete. We're not doing any... There's one, potentially two more in the pipeline, right? One of which is a good as gold band. The lovely Holly has sent me over. Uh, I'm trying to get that one across the line. It's a band called Mugshot. They are really, really good. So if that if that happens, that'll be on your feed. Uh, and also, I uh, have inquired, shall we say, about having Empire State Bastard on, which is obviously Simon Neal of Biffy Claro and Mike Venner of Ocean Sizes Band. And if I can get them on the podcast, that's definitely happening this year as well. Um, but generally, we are done for the year, and I cannot even explain to you how happy and how thrilled I am with this year's lineup of guests. It's fucking mental. Actually, you know what? It's not mental. It's obscene how fucking good this year has been, right? So let me just bear with me um, while I just get my uh, thing up, because I cannot believe how lucky we have been this year right so rebecca 
Just have a look at that. Oh, right? So I've got... Just just pick out some names that you like on there. that you Because th- that's the thing. None of some of these bands I genuinely didn't think I'd get on ever. Signs of the Swarm. Signs of the Swarm was amazing. Holding Absence. Holding Absence, been on before. Amazing, love them. Dragon Force. My first ever gig was Dragon Force, right? In 2008 at the UEA, right? There is no way on this little earth that I thought I was going to be sitting down with Mark Hudson of Dragon Force. Absolutely incredible scenes. Therapy. Again, forget about it. Like Andy Kane's from Therapy, one of the fucking nicest guys. August Burns Red. August Burns Red. Sugar Spine. Sugar Spine, fantastic. Pendulum. Pendulum, Dream State. Frank Turner. Frank fucking Turner, man. Behave. Sorry, this is very self-indulgent, I know. Uh, But it's it's a celebration, right? Creeper. Creeper is the one. Creeper is the one, right? So if I had to kind of say to myself, the top three podcasts I'm incredibly proud of this year, in no, it isn't in order, I don't think, but we'll go Therapy, Creeper. <sighs> yeah, 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 all right, okay, yeah. So Therapy, Creeper, and Stephen Hill of True Cult Pop. It's probably my my thrift, and that's actually two and a, two and a bit hours long. That podcast, that interview, is the longest interview we've ever done. Probably the longest interview we'll ever do. But that oh, and Matt Stocks. How can I forget Matt Stocks of Life in the Stocks? Two of my fucking favorite podcasts ever. There's a lot of names on this. Like it's so good. I'm so fucking just in awe of how good this year has been. And literally yesterday. I interviewed Dan and uh, Brandon of Atreyu, which, again, fucking behave yourself, Matt Bacon. What are you playing at? You, you shouldn't be allowed to do this. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I want to say on the podcast, here, right here, right now, a massive thank you to you, Rebecca, for standing by me for I get stressed me shouting at you and the cat's going mental because I'm trying to record a podcast. For you setting the fire alarm off during wow. uh, the bearings episode. I did, I set the fire alarm off. You did, if you, if but... If you guys didn't see that, you should go watch it. Not, well, watch the podcast as well. Yeah. But the bit where I set the fire alarm off is even more... Um, yeah. It's funny. <laughs> it's it's, 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 such it. a, it's such a... Oh, I'm just... And you know what, like... I always say that I'm really, really thankful for listening and supporting and stuff. But like this year has been the best year of con. I've been making content since 2017. This is the best year of content we've ever done. Like, and that is down to you. Even like me, you sitting here having a conversation with me on a podcast. I didn't think that you'd want to do that. And when we first got together, I didn't think you'd want to do that. I just talk. I'm just me. Like, I'm yeah, just, but do you know I what I mean? Talk about whatever <laughs> and like if this goes out to like becca jones as well my, my our, our best friend who has always just kind of like she's never wanted to be on camera on youtube she's never wanted to be on a podcast but every time i've asked her she's like oh, go on then <laughs> like do you know what i mean and it's that kind of level of support for my friends and my family who let me do this thing that is just it's a wonderful fucking thing and a hundred guest episodes on the nevermind Poly podcast is such an achievement i'm so fucking i'm proud of you thank you i'm so proud of myself and of us and the little stupid thing we've created like i got to interview a tray yesterday and i went to go see mcfly in the same day because of this podcast that doesn't happen to many people so yeah lovely stuff so the last and final point looking ahead to 2024 to christmas 
to all the good things ahead. We're getting married next year, next July, which as we sit here in November doesn't seem that far away. But let me tell you, no, it fucking is. Uh, yeah, eight months. On. Eight months. It's crazy. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to Christmas. We're actually going to get our Christmas decorations down from the loft next week. And you know what? I don't care that it's too early. Can you just tell everyone about how much you love Christmas while I just turn the washing machine off? Two seconds. Oh, yeah, the washing machine is finished. Yeah, I love Christmas. I love decorating for Christmas. And, yeah, I can't wait to actually fully decorate this flat <laughs> and put actually decorate the Christmas tree and yeah we're gonna get some like 90s style like decorations for the ceiling but we did a compromise because yeah, I, I was like well our Christmas tree is like very pastel in it so it's like silver it's, it's very pink, it's very you it's very baby, you <laughs> baby pink and like um like uh, and silver and like duck egg blue and I said okay well we can have the 90s uh decorations if we can have them in the colors to match the tree yeah. and I have found some on Amazon so they're going to be silver and like baby pink decorations on the ceiling and we will be putting them on our social media so yeah we will, we will. <laughs> when we do a decoration but we have got a couple of bits extra but um that my mum gave us like just passed down like family things yeah. um but I'm excited to decorate our Christmas tree. And also, tree. It's, it's your first official Christmas of living here. Yeah, it's the first official Christmas. Is it mental, people, that I've nearly lived here a year? It'll be a year in January. I've lived here 10 months. Don't I know it? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I've lived here 10 months already. Like, 10 months I've lived here. Like, it doesn't feel that long. Can we can we also do a shout-out to how good my cat has been? Our cat has been. He's oh. been asleep in his cat bed the entire time. He's, he's, he's so, he, usually he goes a bit mad when we're doing podcasts, oh, but he's been he's been so good. Um, I think that's everything. Looking forward to the rest of the year. We've got Russell Howard in literally a month's time as yeah. we record this. So we're very excited about that. Yep. Um, Christmas is coming. We are going to do. Uh, basically, what I want to do is quickly again self indulgence. Sorry about this, everyone. But I don't get a chance to really talk to you guys and tell you kind of what's ahead, what's going on, because things just sort of happen that way. Basically. I'm just going to do a quick rundown of the episodes we have upcoming for the rest of the year. Uh, and then, yeah, there'll be a few sort of Christmas bits dotted in. So basically we've got, um, I'm not sure exactly when this is coming out. It's probably going to come out tomorrow. So you'll have uh, Youth Fountain. We've got Holy Wars, Acid Throne, Miles From Home, Locket. We have a mental chat with Regional One who come on for their hat trick. We talk about DMT, AI, and so much more. It's absolutely mad. Uh, Fergal of Polar Sun. And then we finish the year on Bad Touch, which is a really nice little podcast to finish the year in terms of interviews. There might be a couple more interviews dropping in between now and then as they, you know, obviously if bands want to reach out and stuff. I'm not taking any more, but if empire state bastard come in then that's definitely happening or anyone like anyone massive drops my inbox and be like do you want to interview them i'm like yes i fucking do um yeah so that's happening basically over christmas there's gonna be a christmas episode we're gonna have a christmas podcast message um which will go out on christmas day like we have done for the last couple of years there's gonna be a new year's eve kind of party where it'll be myself probably you hopefully our, our good mutual friend and best friend becca yeah, we'll we're gonna come on we'll get some pizzas we'll have yeah. a few drinky poos that'll probably be audio only because we want to be comfortable yeah but uh I, will be I can assure you <laughs> it will be a bit of a mess because the last time we've done a drunk cast on this podcast was with myself reese and andy 
and we spent three and a bit hours just chatting absolute fucking shit oh and it was great great fun um is there anything you want to say to the people listening and watching at home before we wrap things up anything you need to mention um no i think we've We've covered everything. Thank you for sitting through this. We've been recording for an hour. Yeah, we've done. We've done fifty-four <laughs> minutes exactly. Enjoyed my rambling. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Thank you for coming on. As always, this has been episode two of Off the Record on the Nevermind Podcast. We'll see you all very soon. Uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of your month friday. and friday yeah we'll record it on a friday yeah <laughs> well it's a friday today it is yeah. a friday so, yeah so we're off work so. if you're listening to it on a tuesday then fuck you basically anyway <laughs> see you later peace and love bye, bye.